Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. All right, so this is our Thursday podcast. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. All you guys who are live, thank you so much for joining us. By the way, I've got news later on I'm going to give you, as a matter of fact. Last time we talked to John Gabriel, uh, there were idiots with antlers running around the Capitol building, and it was a a fairly off-putting day. But you guys know him. I know a lot of you guys are listeners of John Gabriel's, of the Undisputed King of Stuff, his podcast. He's editor-in-chief of Ricochet. And he's a columnist for the Arizona Republic as well. John, welcome back. Great to be on. Thanks for having me. Thanks. So so I just want to get started. This week, more than almost any other week, there are a lot of people telling me what to do. So in, in Connecticut, there's um, there's legislation where they want to make sure that 12-year-olds can get vaxxed, the COVID vax, without their parents' consent, which is just really activists saying, I want to make sure your kid gets vaxxed. And, right, right, and in in, uh, in Davos, they're telling me I can't live like we used to since there's a great reset. So our betters are telling us there we can't do that, and then the NHL is telling us that we have to have that players have to wear a special pride jersey and show that they're all in. Was the left didn't the left used to be the classically liberal live and let live uh, party, John? Yeah, I think they were until they figured out they actually had some power and then they just tried to shut everyone down. Uh, That's the thing that's so jarring uh, for people like me. You know, I'm a Gen Xer and I grew up with the the hippies. Let's just get along. Everybody be at peace. And just it's weird over the course of my life to see them turn into the um, oppressor, the intolerant ones. Get on board, do exactly as we want you to. Um, So it's really frustrating. But more and more, it seems like people in general, whether politically leaning or not, they're just had enough. And they're just saying, look, we're done. We're tired of this. And it seems like uh, the more of these people that stand up to the mob and to the cancelers, I think uh, the stronger other people feel about, no, I'm just not going to do that anymore. And I think, you know, I'd obviously asked both you and Alice, since you're both Orthodox Christians, I'd asked you to wear pride, uh, paraphernalia. <laughs> neither of you are complying either. 
it, it's interesting to see this with this hockey player that he was not only did he stand up to it, he said, "No, I, I'm Orthodox. I, that's not within my belief system. That's it. Next question." Mm -hmm. It's like I guess that's the formula, right? Don't give him anything. Right, right. He's like, I'll talk about playing. I'll t I'll answer hockey related questions, but it's not really an issue. And it was good too. He's like, look, I respect everyone's choices and my choices not to wear the pride jersey. It's like there's no way that you can defeat that by calling him rude or intolerant or anything like that. It really is. Um, this has sadly this wokeness has become kind of like a replacement religion in many ways mm. and you must bow down before not even their beliefs but almost the belief of the day a couple of years ago why don't you uh, why didn't you make your instagram why didn't you put up a black flag for black lives matter three months later no one remembered that anymore then it was why don't you have the certain ribbon for climate change uh why are you so intolerant then everybody forgot that. Then you needed the Ukraine flag. <laughs> then after that, now you need the pride flag. It's just this rotating list of requirements that just come out of nowhere, and they just expect everybody to fall in line. And uh, the more and more people who don't fall in line and just like, no, I'm going to do my own thing. And, you know, I don't even have to research or care much about the issue. Um, maybe it's growing up in a place like Arizona where you just kind of have this contrarianism. When, you know, someone says, if if I'm walking through a hallway in an office building and I see a sign that says wet paint on the walls, I've never touched that wall before, but I'm touching it because I saw the wet paint <laughs> sign. It's just this weird little thing I have. It's like, you can't tell me what to do. And it doesn't even matter um, at this point if I agree with something. It's like, no, I will do something if I want to do something. And I don't know why anyone ha would have a problem with that. But it's, it's so interesting, John. It's like we're up in New England in near near Boston. That was the spirit of, you know, you can't, no, you're not going to quarter British troops in the house. No, you're not going to, you're not going <laughs> right. to seize our guns. And now we're completely, every, so, every single lawn has a, hey, it has no home here. It's like, we are all yeah. now. Well, right. It's funny you use that phrase, fall into line, because, um, one of our friends used that the other day. They sent us a text from their town where one of the biggest liberal activists, like the day after the gas stove stuff happened, had her gas stove on Facebook Marketplace to sell it. <laughs> <laughs> and our friend was like falling right into line. Like, yeah. it's just always the thing of the week. Like, you just got, they just go right along. And if you don't, then you're the bad guy. Right. Well, it's funny too, because we were in uh, Chicago um, for about a week in the summer. Had a lovely time. It was great. But I um, unfortunately dig the hipster little coffee places. So I'm like, oh, near where we're staying, this is a cool little coffee place. I walk over to it and I notice the hate has no home sign. Um, intolerance not accepted here. Black Lives Matter and like one other one. They had every flag you could possibly think of but the oh. American flag. Mm -hmm. And I leaned over to who I was with and said, just so you know, everybody in this place will be white. And we walked in and everybody, the second we walked in, everybody turns to us because they need to they're hipsters and they need to know if somebody cooler is coming in <laughs> lucky for them it was just me but yeah everyone working the baristas people working back a house all the customers i went i just knew it because no one else would have all these signs up to demonstrate their uh, morality i guess you could call it but the signs will be they'll all read differently in a year or two it's so funny because Chicago is the city where Noah Rothman's new book, you know, points out a lot of eateries that had to shut down because you're right. The yeah. white wine mob yoga pants mob from Lincoln Park decided that a food truck that sold Mexican food had to be owned by Mexicans or else it had to slow down, show, had to uh, be shut down. And they love these food trucks, but they scared them away. They crushed the businesses, even though 
they enjoy this thing. So what? Yeah. Why is it yeah. worth that? Yeah, it's just uh, ridiculous. Um, people putting new requirements on themselves, and I really think it's you've always had a strain of Puritanism in America from New England from our founding. And when people kind of unmoored that from the faith that created that movement, mm. they still have that instinct. They just don't know exactly where to apply it. So they find new people to root out and to point out they're the bad people, they're the infidel, and they just rush with it. But what's very confusing for those of us who don't live by those rules is they just change constantly. You cannot keep up with it. And anybody being praised today, you know, will be canceled next year because the mm. rules constantly change and they will be considered bad people um, very soon. There's something they did that they don't even know is wrong. Yet. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course it is. And it's interesting. I said to a relative one time when the tearing down statues was happening and in Boston, we tore down a statue of Lincoln uh, recently um, because that was too problematic. Not just Lincoln, a statue of Lincoln... <laughs> Bought bought by, 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 by freed slaves. Freed slaves. Oh, right. right. So, yes. But what would they know? So, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but I, so I asked like somebody I knew and I said, who was like all four taking down the statues. And I was like, what is the limiting principle? Like, can you tear down a statue of Obama because he got elected saying marriages between a man and a woman? And she was like, I don't know. I'd be willing to listen to the argument. And it's like, okay, well, there you go. Right. Like, no, you can never win. There's never a limiting principle. You can always cancel the person from yesterday because it's not just that people right now have to always change to keep up. It's that we're going backwards into the past and expecting people from the past retroactively to be able to keep up. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we cancel people who are far greater than ourselves because they didn't toe the line. I might get yelled at for not <clears throat> putting the right uh, emoji on my Twitter account. Um, what could poor Thomas Jefferson know about <laughs> what these <laughs> new rules were? And then they'll find out, well, I don't think he supported Ukraine back when he was, bro, let's cancel him. It's like, okay, guys, calm down a little bit. He was better than us, and they had different rules they were playing by. But how and, did they uh, feel about gas thankful. stoves? Does this, all, does yeah. this whole world it is of of the canceling and the virtue signaling, center, does that exist without social media? Um, I think social media intensifies it a whole bunch um, because it's rapid reaction, and often by mm. people who just don't know the issue. Um, if I had an opinion on trying to think, oh, a new government in Brazil. And the only people I would talk with were people who kind of knew something about it. Even if they totally disagreed with me, we would probably have a more rational conversation. But when it's just these instant hot takes and somebody say they're a Democratic partisan and they found out, oh, wait, gas stoves are bad? Okay, ban them all. And they will fight to the death if you oppose them on this. It's like, you never even talked about this issue right. until Monday. What, what is going on? And uh, But they, it's kind of like they received the update to their operating system. And they're like, okay, I can't like gas ovens now. Whether they have one or not, they're going to be a crusader against them until the next issue comes up. It of course. And I think that's, I mean, so I'm an Orthodox Christian, as you are, mm -hmm. and uh, some of the people in our chat are and stuff, too. And... I think that's like one thing that irks people about Orthodox Christianity, but like I really like is that it's super slow to change and mm -hmm. and doesn't adjust for anything, which kind of when you get to this hockey player, I mean, they, they will change things, but it, like over a course of hundreds of years, they'll slowly adjust right. things as they go. Not like, you know, this week we're into this. So. So that's kind of what I find interesting about the hockey player story is he's really not doing anything that would have been unacceptable like 10 years ago. Right. right. <laughs> and 
it's not that he's he's you know a bigot or that orthodox christianity has changed or become bigoted or mean it's that everything else has changed and he's stood still and he's somehow in trouble now for it and then I mean, they're, <laughs> right, they're talking right. about like finding the team yeah and that's something that appealed to me about it because i'm just a convert i'm been orthodox a couple of years now but i came from kind of a more evangelical background love all those people most of my friends still fit that characterization but it was weird because uh, going to a service five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, all different songs, all different <laughs> terminology being talked about. Everything was changing constantly. And I saw these people. It's like, wow, you got to really uh, update your sermons there, Padre. And he's like, yeah, this one was written in 200. Or something. Like, okay, I guess I got to just shut up and learn something for a change. Um, but yeah, just staying still and staying true to yourself, as this hockey player did, um, is reason for people to yell at you about those things. But I, I just think in general, um, that merits a kind of respect, even once again, if it's someone who has totally diametrically opposed ideas to me, it's just like, look, that's how they see things and they're standing up for it. And I will, even if I, again, if I disagree with them, I will grudgingly admire them uh, for being a stick in the mud and just saying, darn it, no, I'm not changing. Well, and also I think that the the new pride flag and pride itself, it, it, it's no longer contained to Stonewall was bad and men shouldn't go to jail for loving each other. You know, mm -hmm. it's it, it's it got a universe of stuff from, you know, we need to allow 14-year-old girls to have t top surgeries to, you know, the whole swath of things. So and maybe that's the idea. Maybe that's the way they want you to be forced to, uh, you know, wear the ribbon because you that means you accept the entire universe. But it's not reasonable. Right. And that's what's actually amusing with my friends, family members who are gay. They're seeing this and they're like, wait, what do I got to believe in now? <laughs> <laughs> like, I just wanted to mind my own business to have people leave me alone. And now it's just like, I can't even keep up with this stuff. And, you know might be a gay male or something like that. It's yeah. like, I can't follow all this stuff. How are you supposed to follow it? So it's uh, they're even kind of shrugging their heads at this yeah. stuff and how rapidly things are changing around them. And I'm sorry, I don't have the uh, the mental effort to uh, keep up with all the new pieties of the day. So I'll just stick with the old ones and uh, they're just going to have to deal. <laughs> we go in uh, my radio show in Connecticut. We just talked today. There's a new that we we've come full, full circle. Just speaking of the things changing. <laughs> They, um, they, you know, they've been on a crusade the last five years. Progressives in every town. These these people come in to the board of education, usually from out of town. You know, they went to the University of Chicago or whatever, and they come in and they get rid of all the Indian names. So you can't have the Sachems anymore. You can't have, uh, can't have even the Tomahawks. You can't have anything. Everything's now the Riverhawks or the Spartans. You can still have those. So now a state rep, a very progressive state rep, has put a bill on the floor which is going to change the name of the river from the Thames, like the Thames in London, but they pronounce it, mm -hmm. they don't pronounce it Thames in, in Connecticut, to the Pequot. Oh. Because they, Wait, how is that allowed? Right. So yeah. suddenly, whiplash, the rules have right. changed again. Now Sachems are back. Everything's back. It's like, yeah. God, pick a, pick a, <laughs> it, was, it happened about five, eight years ago, something like that, but the Washington Post was on its tirade to get the Washington Redskins to change their name to something memorable like whatever their name is this week, the Commanders. Right. But um, it was funny because they started checking out high schools and colleges around the country that had Indian-related names, and they contacted one. They were deeply offended because their team was the Redskins. Uh, the New York or the Washington Post reporter didn't realize 
this was a high school called Red Mesa High on the Navajo Nation. And they said, uh-huh. we are very proud of this because we were called this as a, sometimes people thought it derogatory, but then we would beat them in battle. And so we took it as a, <laughs> a point of honor uh, saying, hey, look at us. Yeah, we're the Redskins. That's right. Don't you forget it kind of a thing. And uh, Washington Post was just flummoxed. Oh. They did not understand. It's like, don't you silly people understand you're insulting <laughs> yourselves? And they're like, who the heck are you sitting in your cubicle in uh, Arlington or whatever lecturing us? We live here on the largest reservation in the United States, the largest Indian community. So, um, yeah, all people are going to be different. And I think if you're in a pluralistic society, I'm frankly, I'm just too lazy to try to force my ideas on everybody around me. So I will not take kindly to people trying to force their ideas on me. We can all disagree and get along at the end of the day. And um, it's past time to push back on the people who demand you got to wear the pride jersey or you have to believe this way or that way about a certain politician. Uh, we're going to disagree, and that's what makes America interesting and not like China or something like that. Right, but there's a lot of people that really don't feel that way. Like when you look at the hockey player thing, there's people that want the team fined for allowing him mm-hmm. to play after he wouldn't wear the pride jersey. And obviously there's a whole bunch of people on Twitter who have a lot of opinions about how he shouldn't have been allowed to play and shouldn't all that stuff. And it's... Mm-hmm. I, they really don't want to live in a society with anyone who thinks differently from them. No, no, they they want him deported as well. But <laughs> there's another thing. Since the Ukraine thing started, uh, the Boston Marathon disinvited Russians from running. They should yeah. be, anybody who's Russian. No, you can't run. It's like mm-hmm. so. It's so. It's the new progressive to be mean to people. Right, right. And there were uh, professors who were banning Dostoevsky. Actually, I might right behind me have a Dostoevsky Uh-oh. collection over here. But um, yeah, and it's like, I've just read a lot of Russian history and Ukrainian history. And it's like, um, can you guys just settle it so nobody dies? That would be great with me. <laughs> um, but it's just these people who, again, heard about the issue yesterday and said, oh, all Russian people, even great authors or great painters or whatever that lived 100, 200, 300 years ago. We need to punish those guys, too. It's like, no, no, there's people on either side of this. And why don't we just hope everybody uh, everybody can get along a little bit. Hopefully um, uh, the killing will stop. But um, since these people just learned about it yesterday, they're utterly intolerant of any opposing (laughs) opinion. And when I say something like, it would be nice if nobody bombed anyone. Bill, are you Putin apologist? Like, okay, I don't like Vladimir Putin. I don't understand why he's doing what he's doing. But um, yeah, there are more than two sides to every issue. Well, right. And like you say, people don't know a lot about the issues. And the these things change and come and go so quickly that it's, you know, it leaves your head spinning. And I think like COVID exacerbated a lot of this because it imbued everything with this concept of public health, which I think is what's going on with the gas stoves and like a lot of the climate change stuff is like, mm-hmm. if you don't go along with this, you're literally mm-hmm. killing people. Right. And and that's sort of been extended now from COVID to all these other fields. And, and I think that people who think that way like feel more empowered than ever to be like you don't believe science you are killing people you're holding us all back and you know we did obviously during covid we talked about it all the time how people would write these blog posts you won't get vaccinated you won't do this you're killing all these people it's because of you that we can't have nice things and be like australia where nobody died and you know the level of anger about it i feel like it has just like gone up since covid and it hasn't gone down again 
Yeah, yeah, it really hasn't. It, it's kind of like the ratcheting effect where it keeps going up, but it doesn't have any <laughs> mechanism to kind of let out steam or anything like that. And I think a lot of people um, at the time, now we're all just trying to move on and, oh, well, some mistakes were made, but whatever. But um, these strict restrictions really hurt a lot of people. Yeah. You know, I was someone, my daughters have now just graduated, both of them have just graduated high school. Um, but yeah, they had to deal with the lockdowns. They had to deal with graduations being canceled, mm. their friends not being able to start at a college because, you know, well, the campus is shut down. So um, it, it's just very maddening for a lot of people. And you just, if if you're going to address something like a pandemic, it affects economics, it affects health. It affects things like me having to put off a cancer screening for a year because oh. it was unhealthy for me to get that done right. in March of 2020. And it's like, okay, this just doesn't make sense. I had a friend who, thankfully, everything was fine, but um, he didn't have a small cancerous growth diagnosed and he had to get it removed via surgery. It's just like, okay, there are trade-offs to every action that right. you take, folks. And uh, you know, this kind of all-or-nothing policy of everybody just locked themselves at home and uh, use DoorDash or Grubhub, mm. everybody can't do that. And uh, then, of course, you have all the workers uh, working for Grubhub, yeah. let's say, who are the ones exposing themselves. Um, yeah, if they're able to expose themselves, maybe more of us are as well. If you're really in danger, protect yourself. Uh, but the rest of us have to go about living. That's such a good point that some people couldn't afford to do it. But once again, <laughs> you know, people in, you know, suburban, uh, you know, couples in Cambridge, Massachusetts, or West Hartford, Tony areas, big progressive areas, mm -hmm. they had no problem staying at home right. and doing, getting DoorDash, et cetera. Right. So once again, it's somebody else's compelling, yeah. compelling their their neighbors to um, into some kind of harm or discomfort. It's like, when, I'll get back to it. Yeah. What, I remember a friend of mine who lived in Cambridge, actually, in like late March or early April of 2020 saying to me, I don't understand who's still getting COVID. How are people still getting COVID? We haven't left the house at all. And I'm like, well, how are you getting stuff though? Like, Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of people who can't just uh, lock themselves in. And then I remember writing March 2020 for the local paper here just about, okay, we got to ease up here because once again, there are trade-offs here and we have to have you have some common sense here, but every winter since then, uh, since everything unlocked everywhere, you know, when I get a cold, it's like I'm sleeping for two days instead of just like having sniffles for a couple of days and everybody in my family will get the flu and it's way worse than it used to be. And it's like, yeah, because we just, you know, even if we didn't lock ourselves down, a lot of other people did. And so you don't have these uh, weird viruses and bugs uh, popping around and all of us get a little bit of immunity to it. Instead, everybody was locked away. So I know friends of mine, like in California, it's been much worse for them because, you know, they their kids come home with a cold after the first day of school, and it's like the Andromeda strain or something. <laughs> right. No and one has schools, any immunity. The schools treat it every cold like it's you know so dangerous. If your kid has a sniffle right. at school, they have them in a mask again, or they send them home, and they can't come back for five days without a negative COVID test. And it's like yeah. on and on, and and then they have all these absences from school with kids who are already way behind. It's mm -hmm. just it's so damaging, and the policies just like. They don't stop. It's like the stuff at the airports after 9-11. It's even though we know that making everyone take off their shoes at the airport isn't like doing anything like at this point, like we're just all still doing it because we started to do that. So now we just do that now. Like they always add more. Right. It always ratchets up and never works backwards. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. Um, it just once again, this ratcheting effect where uh, they seize a bit of control and never want to give it up. And, yeah. Uh, 
we all need to push back on that. Yeah, well, in the in the like shoe thing happened because of the shoe bomber who was stopped by citizens. Like the <laughs> right, government right. didn't screen him out. It's like all this stuff. Most of these, you know, people are stopped by citizens now, but they but they act as if it's it's them doing. It. Um, do you? You talked at, at the top. We talked. You mentioned um, a lot of people in in lieu of religion have this drive, this activist uh, streak, uh, the, this pilgrimage that they go on. But well, uh, how about a lot of people who who just are cowed by those by um, progressives? We've got friends who were like forced to do the Black Lives Matter thing, and they're like, <laughs> okay, and they did the fist and stuff, and they put it on Instagram because you had to. Yeah, is. Is the lack of religion in their lives, is that why they have no firewall and they're susceptible to be bull- being bullied? I, I think that might be part of it. And also, it's one of those things where it's just a tiny thing. Who really cares? I just don't want to be hassled about things. So, you know, yeah. they will just kind of go along because it's like, look, I'm just trying to do my job and I don't want to be hassled. So if I just kind of knuckle under this one little thing, who cares? I just want to go about my life. And I think that's most of the people who do that. But the problem is, it's just every month something new will be required of you. And before you know it, uh, you won't even know what you believe anymore. So <laughs> oh, at yeah. some point, you really got to just say, OK, I'm done. This is enough already. And it'll probably go fine. It's not going to be publicized. We're all in our own little worlds. Um, but just a few people pushing back, I think, can make a big a big difference. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They always go after you it doesn't like stop because you do one thing like nobody Mm -hmm. invites me and tom to the black lives matter protest because they know like we haven't given them anything to make them think that we're going to be at the black lives matter protest so they don't invite us but like you know we did have friends that got a text that were like you're going to be there right and then they have Mm -hmm. to go but then it's like then you're going to have to be at the next thing you're going to have to be at the drag queen story hour or whatever and so it like it doesn't stop until you stop it. And there are places like we kind of live in an area where it's a little more rural and pretty chill. But they, I mean, more in the cities like the Cambridges and the Somervilles and stuff around us, it's you will like if you're a parent of kids, you will find it difficult and your kid not invited to the birthday parties and stuff if you don't go along with all the things. And, you know, we've had that and seen that, too. And that can be tough to like constantly be excluded, which I think it's- yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's just a slippery slope, and once you go down it, um, you you kind of need to protect yourself. And if somebody says, "Well, why aren't you going to be at the protest at Sunday?" It's like, "I'm actually going to be at church. Do you want to come?" And then, <laughs> then they'll leave me alone forever. So. <laughs> so, um, John, I have a question for you. That's a different topic. Did you watch the um, did you watch the Beatles thing to get back special? No, I didn't. Oh. But everybody said it's wonderful. I am surprised. You are a a, a deep music lover. It is right, but you know what? Or did you not watch it because everybody said it's wonderful? Because that to me that's was probably a big why I have this hipster genetic problem where it's just like, oh, everybody's watching that. Well, I'm going to watch this other thing that nobody likes because it's terrible. Yeah, no, I've always liked that about your podcast. It's <laughs> hearing some new music that it's like I don't right, know where right. you find this stuff, but it's. It's very. It's I, I. I would guess I would call it alt when I was younger, but, but. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I've just always. And excuse any clicking noise you hear. Calvin the Wonder Beagle um, might think there's food somewhere, so he's going to be roaming around in the background. Um, but yeah, I, I just kind of. I've always liked it. I always found out about it. My older brother was into cool music, and I think in my teens I tried to impress him by finding the most obscure stuff, and finally. 
by the time, I don't know, we were in our late 20s, he's like, stop studying me stuff already. It was just weird at this point. So I've just always had a knack for finding out something new and innovative and uh, something good out there. John, uh, I got to tell you, it, we were thrilled to have you again. I think I don't think we've gotten more feedback than f- about having anybody else than than having you. Oh wow, that's nice to hear, John Gable. Uh, John Gabriel, you should be listening to the Undisputed King of Stuff podcast. He's the editor in chief at Ricochet and writes for the Arizona Republic. John, thank you so much. We really appreciate your time. Let's uh, check in again down the road. Absolutely, I'd be happy to. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, John. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. All right, Alice, we will go to the. Thank you, Alice. Um, what a pleasant guy, isn't he? He's great. He's the best. Anything, anything we forgot? It kind of really seems like it went really fast. Yep, flew by. Well, no, I mean, it seems like it went really fast. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. What are you trying to say? I, because it just, just seems like it went... Okay, it, it went really fast. It was at 20 minutes, like, quickly. Okay, 27 minutes in fast. Was it really? Yeah. Wow, he's a great guy. Okay. So, um, oh, wait, okay, we've got some breaking news here, Alice. Okay. Are you ready? Breaking news? Mm-hmm. Not really breaking news. Although, although um, what's his name is dead from... Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Yes, correct. Which is... No comment. Um, so this is my thing. Guess what? What? A revelation at Five Dragons today. <laughs> oh, man. As we were heading in there, there it was, down the hall. I, I gave someone my seat, by the way, because I'm a good person, Alice. I'm going mm-hmm. to heaven. So I gave somebody my mm. seat, and so I was back outside, out in the hall. Guess who I see at the end of the hall approaching? Guess. The good-looking guy the from good, karate? My guy. Exactly. <laughs> so he's approaching. This time I decided to stand my ground because before I've hidden from him. Um, now, so now I decide, I'm going to see and see if he says hi again. And, see, and he comes up to me, and he, as he's walking past, I shouldn't say he came up to me. He was just trying to get out, and I was standing in the way. And he said, yeah, I listen to the podcast. I listen to the podcast. That's why I'm the karate guy. And I said, that's fantastic. He listens to the podcast. His name is Brian. Mm-hmm. And that's it. So there's that mystery. He's a fan. I wish I wasn't wasn't talking about how good looking he was in the past. You know, I didn't know that we'd have a, we'd have a face to face. You know, but there you go. <laughs> I have that is done. I know who he is. He has been ID'd as that's friend. That's great. So I got a picture that's with him great. too. I don't want to ruin his life just in case the picture gets into the the certain nefarious hands. So it's it's been too close to the KMS hit to uh, people have inquired if he's single to me. 
really well brian let us know you need to leave a message on the chat chat brian if you go to yeah, um burnbarrelpodcast.com there's a red button that looks like it's an ad or gonna give you a virus or something well I, yeah i don't know if he's because he's at least got a kid in karate yeah he's good but, but it's possible yeah so so there know. you go the other thing is this there is in in my son's class there is a boy who who has who has um I don't know if you call them arm braces or crutches, mm-hmm. but something those the things that you yeah. put your arm in that helps you walk. Have you seen right. this guy? Uh, I don't think I have, but on the days that I've gone, right? Okay. And this kid, this is a remarkable thing. <coughs> this kid is sorry. Alice has, um, we believe, a virus uh, undisclosed. She's lost all taste. She's got a wet hacking cough. Her lungs <laughs> like needles are in them. And uh-huh. she's uh, sleeping in the prone position, so you figure it out. But she's not going to get tested. But there you go. <laughs> I would suggest you stay away from Alice Shattuck, anybody out there, for the next time being. Um, but anyway, this kid is so he's doing karate with with all the other kids, right? And obviously he's you know he's a, a little bit disabled because he's using mm-hmm. these crutches, and so he like runs with the with the crutches, and he does everything else the other kids don't do, mm-hmm. do. But this kid, you know, falls a lot. Boom, falls right on the mat. Boom. And so, like, while they're running, he'll fall. Sometimes it makes a mm-hmm. smack. And the kid doesn't complain, keeps a smile on his face, and gets right up. Did I say this already? No. And gets right up. That's and, like, he cool. never complains. Some of the stuff is very hard for him to do. Some of the stuff he's got no problem. The kid never gives up. He never complains. Sometimes he's just a, like, just a collapses in, in place because he's lost his balance and this and that. Sometimes they're running and he loses his balance. And but he tries on everything. Everything. And doesn't like I said, there are kids, and I've had our kid before, who complain and have their feelings hurt if they don't win a game mm-hmm. or if whatever, they're just having a bad day. Some right. kids have been kind of gone side what you know, it happens. Of course. And karate is, you know, that there's some discipline in there as well. This kid, once again, Never, not one complaint ever. Smile on his face, continues, does his best. Let me tell you something. I know that my money has been confiscated by FanDuel in New Hampshire. <laughs> if I were a betting man, I would say that this kid is going places. Yeah, no kidding. If you have that kind of character mm-hmm. as a little boy where you brush off setbacks and you get back up and jump on the horse and keep trying again. It's awesome. This kid is an inspiration. An inspiration. I kind of I, I wanted like to say something nice to his parents, but I'm like, just leave him alone. They're just. But he's the kid is. It's awesome to see. It's like people. You could certainly learn learn from it. And some of the like falls. I'm like, oh man, that's bad. And it's like, boom, dust it off, right back up. Am I weird? No, I think it's awesome. Okay, good. I think it's awesome too. Um, okay, I just wanted to get to uh, this Pequot thing again. Uh, where's my phone? Uh, okay. Because I, the state rep in Connecticut who wrote the who wrote the bill, the the Pequot bill, mm-hmm. I reached out to get him on the um, the radio to get him on the radio. His name is Rep Nolan. Tonight at five o'clock, I you know I reached out to him at nine twenty in the morning. Tonight at five o'clock, his his press department supervisor. For like you really need one How of those. How do like state reps have I press know. department supervisors? I, I don't understand. She got a hold of me. Hey Tom, 
No, I didn't assume he'd come on. Right. So this is a guy who's changing the name from Thames to Pequot. Right. Hey, Tom, unfortunately, Rep. Nolan is unable to, to set up an interview, but I can provide this statement. Unable to set up an interview. How about, like, to, tonight? Tomorrow? Next day? Next week? No, nope, never. Week? He no. can't. He's not going to. His schedule as a yeah. state rep with his staff that has, like, a press department supervisor, uh, his schedule is too packed with the pressing matters affecting one of the tiniest states in the country to be able to figure out how to do a 10-minute radio hit. Right. But I can provide the statement. Here's the statement. Quote, our state had a significant history prior to the Europeans' arrival, and I believe through this change we can return a piece of history that was taken away. Connecticut's five tribal nations are a significant part of the state's past and present, and in building on their land, we have had responsibility to honor their contributions and preserve a past that was erased. Well, what about Sachems? While there has been numerous suggestions in regards to this name change from residents, I look forward to the conversations about the logistics of this potential change, and I believe it to be essential that we return the river's true history before it's forgotten. The return the, the true history. So this can't be Thames anymore because the English rebranded it. This one has to go back. Right. But the Sagems. Which the colonizers rebranded has to be rebranded to something more white sounding. R- River Hawks. Right, exactly. Okay. Just just so we're clear. I'm not yeah, I'm not so so the rules have absolutely changed. The what River River Hawks. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And by the way, I am pretty sure that in uh 1607 mm-hmm. nobody was saying Pequot River. <laughs> I get the feeling the Pequots never said Pequot River. Probably not. I get the that. feeling the Pequots never said Pequot. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> It's freaking remarkable. Remarkable. I'm all for it because it's patently absurd, but <laughs> absolutely remarkable. Yeah, no kidding. A lot of comments in the chat about the Daily Wire story. Oh, are there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I this think came Crowder out- has come out with a new podcast tonight, as a matter of fact. Yeah. So, I mean, so Crowder came out with this thing, and he didn't originally say it was Daily Wire, but everybody guessed that right. it was the Daily Wire. Um, exactly. And Jeremy Boring responded. Uh, and then they confirmed it, uh, basically saying that he was offered a contract by this media company and as part of the contract, or it was really like a term sheet, but anyway, right. so he was offered this deal and as part of the deal, if he got banned off any channel, he would lose like a percent of the revenue, adding up to 110% of the revenue. So right. he could be losing money on the contract, right? So. Anyway, he like published this and compared it to slavery and all this stuff and was complaining about it. And then the Daily Wire confirmed that it was them because everybody guessed that it was them anyway. And, you know, Jeremy Boring did a video on it and read through the term sheet and whatever. So this was a $50 million deal for four years. Hard for me to feel bad for Crowder. With the possibility to extend for another two years for uh, another $25 million. Um, And with the with some things locked behind a paywall that would be where he'd be able to say whatever. Right. Right. Behind the paywall. So, uh, I mean, I understand people don't love daily wire because it's sort of become the establishment now of conservative media. Cause it's just so huge. You should see, we were looking at the, the career section. It, it, yeah. And they're I mean, hiring pages and pages of people. <laughs> So, but yeah, so, and in Crowder's video, he called them like big con is in bed with, Mm -hmm. you know, big tech and all these people. 
And I mean, I think there's something to that. I think as things get bigger, there's more of an incentive. You know, if they're offering you $50 million, then it's because they think they're going to make money. And if you get kicked off platforms, they won't make as much money. You know, and like if you're a big company, that's what you're doing, right? So it makes sense from their perspective, which is why, I mean, like, I don't know what Crowder is going to do or where he's going to go. Like you say, it's kind of hard to, you know, feel bad for somebody who's getting offered $50 million. Well, yeah. And also, it's like it's the beginning step of contract negotiations. Boring made it very clear today that that's just step one. You know, he can counteroffer. They can work things out. That was the first term sheet. And Crowder just going online just blew them up. And I think that's crappy. That's sucky of him. I, I, I mean, I'll listen to what he says tonight. I know I just saw that it, it kind of dropped. But so, but a lot of people. I mean, like I, mo- for the most part, what I've seen people saying is they don't love the Daily Wire, other than Matt Walsh, like who's great, like must listen there, who's being edgy and doing stuff. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I subscribe to uh, to all of them actually. I- but I mean, how many do you listen to every day, realistically? Like, who do, you, who do to, you really regularly listen to? Probably Shapiro. Um, but I but I have Jeremy. I mean, by the time I, the weekend is through, I will have listened. And Clavin, I listen to every week. And um, what's his name? Um, Michael Knowles. Michael Knowles, like, yeah. He'll be like the third tier. And Walsh, I just started listening to. Yeah. Um, but but Shapiro probably, I used to listen to him every day. He's prob- He's kind of been, since I have less time, he's kind of been uh, surpassed by commentary. Yeah, a lot of people like don't love Shapiro though. Yeah, I understand that not everybody would love would love him. I mean, it's it's you know it's. But yeah, it- so it is a debate. I mean, like I get the thing about Daily Wire, like why people don't love it as an organization. Even you do. Though. I mean, like I get it. It's By the way, Daily is- Wire, we do not need fifty million dollars. We will take uh, four hundred thousand. <laughs> Can you work start there? Does that work? Um, um, by the way, I'm willing to negotiate down from there. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I get it. Like I. Of course, I would work for Daily Wire. I love a ton of the people who are there, but I but I understand why you know, people want them as a big guy to kind of stand up for people's right to say stuff. You know, and I think the vibe from the Crowder thing is that they won't. They're just protecting themselves in case he gets them shut down because they're all, he's always getting yeah, because he's um, more edgy than they are possibly, but maybe he's just not the best fit for their organization. Well, maybe, but geez, you know, he doesn't have to blow them up. I mean, that's why maybe he's not. Morgan says they should offer him a box of hot sauce. <laughs> I mean, the Crowder show is good. I used to listen to that religiously yeah. too when it was weekly. I think he, when his lawyer was on it, it is, it is good. But it is, I mean, Crowder um, goes there. Do you ever listen at all? Yeah, I mean, and I see his stuff that goes viral that upsets people, like mm. when he made fun of Carlos Maza, the that like sure, but he makes fun of guy and like, and when he did the the like Sesame Street black people thing about the <laughs> melanin or whatever, like you know, he he does go there, and he yeah. he is somebody who will risk you getting banned off platforms. We should try to get him on. I wonder if he'd come on. Probably not. Yeah, I don't know. I actually, I, I'm, I'm happy. I just got my um, rejection email from the Daily Wire. We're trying to get uh, Knowles on. I'd been blown off. I don't even know if I'd been blown off. Somebody, I think maybe they've they've changed the Booker person, but at least, uh, but we're on the back burner. Okay. We're going to come back. Okay. But I would, no, I, I'm, he's, Knowles is great to talk to. Have you talked to him? No. He's great to talk to. And, um, and well, you talked to Matt Walsh, and I'd love to talk to Shapiro, obviously. He's tough to get. 
Uh, and actually, Cleveland, we can get. I'm pretty sure. And I had a great mm-hmm. interview with him. He's a really fun guy to talk to. And also a Christian guy who you might have an interesting conversation with. Mm-hmm. Should we do the Ch- Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce? Yes. Anything yes. else we're missing? Uh, oh, there was one more thing I wanted to bring up, which is... Um, ah, where was this? Um, oh, the Supreme Court thing. That they've announced that they can't figure out who did it. They have no. eighty suspects, and they can't can't Pathetic. they can't narrow it down. Can't be done. They don't know where it came from. I know, but that if if they can't, then they need to change the the, the who work. has access yeah. to the, these things oh, and to narrow it down so that you can figure out who did it. Because otherwise, if you say that now, everything's going to be leaked. Well, uh, of course it is, and you had people you know trying to kill justices, right? None of that, but it it certainly upset the apple cart as far as the election went. You know, it probably helped the Democrats more, much more than we ever thought it would, you, you know, a year ago or whatever. So, uh, yeah, no, it's BS. It's BS. It, of course, they're going to go back to this. This is the new winning route for Democrats, like early voting. Right. The Supreme Court leaking is what we do now. Yeah. So that was the last thing I wanted to touch on. Now we can do the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline chat chat, which Leslie has noticed, by the way, that you haven't put her audio on to, I, we to, just haven't found time. I will, okay. I will look into it. I get to listen to but it again, I'm, too. But since I have my we're not sure if it's COVID, I'm almost as um, raspy as Leslie. So I do I like get. your raspy voice. You need to do a Wicked 180 spot. You saw that, right? Okay, I will. Okay. Appeal do you to want women. it raspy or do you want it regular? No, it's for women. Okay. I want you to appeal to women and I want you to tell them how it's made your life better in ways that will make women call them up and get on the program okay well do it has made my life better it has and i know it has i know it has and uh so use whatever women speak speak women whisper so that those phones okay get i will are you ready i'm ready we need an open and produced open and we can even billboard it and we can even put leslie's lines in there if they're if they're if the quality is good all right so i heard um jerry um Artemis Callahan say that Tom Brady has never had a, any real uh, controversy. Yeah, my uh, jaw hit the damn floor he's, when he's I heard that. Indiana, right? He, yeah. he, he do know his bus- business partner was selling a uh, fake cancer drugs. Yes, and fake COVID drugs. How can you say that <laughs> he has never had any controversy? Well, I, I just it's, don't. Not completely true. I mean, his yeah, that that whole oh, line okay. is what a what a Brady cheerleader. <laughs> I think that like, well, he's not had a controversy. Like, he hasn't dragged a girl he just beat up out of an elevator. He so that he stays away from that stuff. Is he selling shill scam stuff? Absolutely, is. <laughs> the TB twelve stuff. And he did, you know, he did. Uh... But so are a lot of people. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> but maybe I think he probably believes it because he's a little bit nuts. I was scrolling through the website for Odyssey to find Tom's show during the day yesterday. And right. I saw that they have some old photo of him up there. I think it's a Herald photo. That's right. Yeah. It's not very flattering. The I... both of you need to update your photos, even on the home page for the burn barrel. I know. Because you're both very slender now. Dr. Chadwick, to be honest, I don't know. That was a pretty thin picture of me, don't you think? No. <laughs> Oh no! They took new photos. Oh, okay, they took new photos in the. No, no, no. If it's the Herald one, 
The one where I, like, the same photo shoot where I slung the microphone over my shoulder for some reason. And yeah, that's weird a weird phallic <laughs> wink. Hey, you know what I'm into. I'll check that out. But I, I, don't think, I don't think I'm that much thinner than that, than that. But I do think I've lost weight, actually, Alice. I think I'm back on since we've figured out what's You're going on. You're back in fat burn? I think I'm back in fat burn. And I think it would behoove you both to get the new pictures out there. You know, gain some traction with the kids. Also, I was surprised to learn that Tom's favorite Halloween outfit is fat guy in a little coat. You know what that is, Al? No. Is that from yesterday's show? No, that is that is Chris Farley oh. and and David Spade. Farley actually used to do that joke to Spade. He used to when they shared an office at SNL. He used to put on Spade's jacket <laughs> and do that and just sing that song. <laughs> Which I know from listening to the Spade uh, Dana Carvey podcast. That guy in a little coat. That made me very happy. <laughs> Alice, I hope you're feeling better. And uh, kind of. as a doctor, I would like to tell you both that uh, whenever I turn on my gas stove, I turn on all four burners and the oven. Oh, no. Even just to boil a pot of water. And I make my kids stand in the kitchen and breathe it in. Good. We all get a know. kitchen for this thing. Thanks you don't so want to turn much. on the hood either, right? You're welcome. You know, I was saying that, that I don't know if you know that it went, I went before Alice, before you, I went to um, I went to a Halloween party uh, as Dr- Dwight Schrute, but oh. everybody thought I was Chris Farley. No, it's <laughs> not good. That's not great. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Uh... Hey, Tom and Alice. Hey. Uh, hey. Just a quick couple of comments, and I'll start with the first ever Ask Me Anything segment right. on the Burn mm-hmm. Barrel. In other words... Have you Alice, listened to last night's I haven't episode? yet. What have you... You've listened to like six KMSs and not your own husband. I guess so. <laughs> I was behind on KMSs. I heard you laughing over there, like every time <laughs> Mike said something. It's weird. I had a caller today. From... I'm also now a fan of the Who Are These Podcasts show. Oh yeah, we got a shout out there. We should play it sometime. It's kind of a shout out. Well, we got. I think we got <laughs> kind of burned, but in the least painful possible way. Because when I heard that we were on there, I thought this is going to hurt. <laughs> They're going to zero in on something. But they found something that doesn't really hurt. But you're friends with them now too. Alice, yeah. are you a uh, um um? Ooh, how do I put this? How do I put this? Are you a podcast slot I mean, I, mean, I mean i don't mean i mean i don't you mean, mean i podcast around you do podcast around <laughs> looking for your name waiting to get talked about oh the who are these po- and then you're now you're this, now you're I think instantly part of like this might be projection a and little now bit you're from instantly, you well i am a renowned and established <laughs> whore alice I, I lean into every car i am the worst thing in the world you, you lonely sugar i have the absolutely <laughs> But I mean, you—you'd expect a little bit more out of. But but yeah, the who are these podcasts now? You're all into. You're friends with them now. Hi guys. <laughs> um, but uh, was that what else is that? It? Okay. Comments, and I'll start with the first ever "Ask Me Anything" yes. segment on the Burn Barrel. In other words, Alice isn't here today. I haven't got a clue. Please, <laughs> callers, bail me out. There is absolutely a lot of truth to that. I actually asked Alice while she was on her deathbed to crawl into the room to start the video so I could look at... <laughs> I had at... to set up the live stream for him. I wanted to look at the chat. Yeah, that is absolutely... There's a lot of truth to that. And, and it was great. They, they're great to, to the chat. I would... I mean, I, I... 
I think that going back and forth is great content. And we got some very good questions. Some very oh, Danny from Bilrica really drilled in on the Alice scandal oh, really? questions, which really? are very. I okay. Don't think okay. We have, oh. I'll try and listen. No, it's about you, Alice. So you like it? Okay. <laughs> I remember the days, Tom, when you used to do it by yourself, and mm-hmm. Alice was just a. You know, if Alice was passing by the door, she might come in and give us a her point of view on this or that. But now it seems that without her. You can't run the show, sir. Wow. Uh, we miss you, Alice. Hopefully you're feeling better. And Thank hopefully you. you're back today. Yeah. But again, the first ever ask me anything. In other words, I'm clueless. Thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, incorrect. Incorrect. Uh-huh. It was a, over an hour long yesterday without your little oh, wow. chirping away. <laughs> without being stepped on. It's funny how much like, progress I can make. Okay. Maybe you don't need me anymore. Well, you're going to pass anyway, because you have what I call SARS-CoV-19. Okay. Hey, Tom and Alice. Hey, Alice. I hope you're feeling much better. Thank I know uh, <laughs> carrying a whole show can uh, be stressful and strenuous and everything. So I understand I like why you got sick. It's hard po- what? Uh, doing Wait a, a second. Show. I thought you were talking about me. <laughs> do, you, do you want to listen to this message, Alice? Yeah, let's keep going. You know. Being the anchor. It's, anchor, it's rough. I understand. So true. My Ridiculous. immune system is worn down Ridiculous. by That's how much everyone relies days. on me. <laughs> Habibis, it's Les. Hey, hi, Les. I am so excited to have just learned that my beloved friend, ex John John Gabriel, is a guest on your show tonight. Great this guy. is like my worlds colliding in a fantastic way. Uh, can't wait to hear it. Of course, by the time you play this, he will already have done his thought. I may or may not have snuck into the chat tonight Ooh. because this is so special for me. And truly, this has really made my week. Wow. And I also want to congratulate you on the several wonderful gets that you all have had for guests uh, in the last month or two, most Thank notably you. including that uh, Matt Welch recently and of course noah rothman and clearly the best is yet to come for the burn barrel podcast so i just want you to call into the chelsea fire wicked hotline brought to you by the burn barrel podcast to give you all my love love you bye thank you thank you very nice very very much um so um my feeling is that stop my feeling is that I want to try to get um, a, a guest who we're fans of, who people may know, uh, one a week. And, and that doesn't necessarily have to be. Some weeks, it's, it's better without. Some weeks, I don't want to arbitrarily, you know, just say, you know, we're going to have one. Don't want to force it. But there, there are some people that, that, that we like talking to and that I, that I want to talk to and that I'd be interested in talking to that we'd love to have on. And I have a whole bunch of them in my mind. And if they can join us, then then Absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody, thank you so much. Oh, let me just make sure. Let me make sure nothing came in. No late arrivals, Alice. Make sure. No late arrivals. Okay. Thank you so much, everybody, as usual. Alice, nice to have you back. You look lovely. I'm sorry that you have SARS-CoV-19. I know. Thank you so much, everybody, and thank you for um, all your well wishes. I am indeed feeling slightly better, so I, of course, made it in here if I possibly could. Um, Did you see I the Liverpool's picture I put up of you? We will, I didn't. 
we will you won't be pleased. happy. Okay. It's one of the cleavy ones from yesterday. <sighs> it's such a great picture. We will. Um, Am yeah. I in trouble? We'll be back Sunday. <laughs> I'm not in trouble, right? Burnbarrelpodcast.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer after for years to come try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee plus get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details